Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Want a little more coffee, Ed? I guess I got time for half a cup. That's good. Well, for mercy's sake. Oh. What's the matter? There's someone next door. In Lorimer's house? Yes. Are you sure? I saw someone at their kitchen window. Hmm. It's pretty early for him to be showing the house. I don't think it's the real estate people at all. I don't see any car. Hmm. Sign still up? I can't see the sign from here, but that's an idea. I'll go see from the front room. Yes, the sign is down. Well, how do you like that? Somebody must have bought the place at last. <laughs> must be. Well, I'm thankful for that. Now maybe that lawn will be cut and the flower beds tended. Mm-hmm. It certainly broke my heart when the Lorimers moved away. Yeah. They always kept such a pretty yard neat and trim. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I do hope they fit in. Suppose they have children. Well, time to go. <laughs> I should go over and welcome them. Although I expect they're in an upheaval what was moving. What's the matter? Ed, come look. I'm going to be late, Paul. Take a second and look. No, I don't want to see uh, him to see us revenecking through the windows. Just stand here, back from the window curtains. Now, oh, what are you looking at? They've got their furniture in. Now, how did they do that? Hmm? Moving van, I suppose. In the dead of night, without waking us up? <laughs> yeah. I can see a refrigerator, curtains at the windows. That's <laughs> funny. Well, see you tonight. Yeah. Now, how can a house be empty at 8 o'clock at night and be furnished and occupied at 7 o'clock the next morning without my knowing about it? I think you'll agree with Pauline that the task of moving a household into an empty house in the dead of night without making a single sound or disturbing a single neighborhood watchdog would be a neat trick. Now, to some neighbors, this little matter would be cause for endless speculation and guesswork. But not for Pauline. No, Mrs. Pauline Stover is the type of woman who believes in direct action. I can tell you that Pauline will be inside her new neighbor's house in two more minutes, sizing up the lady of the house, appraising every visible stick of furniture as to its probable age and value, and that no detail, however insignificant, will escape her bright little eyes. I can also tell you that Pauline's neighborly visit, far from providing her with the answers she's hoping for, will only deepen the mystery of the instant neighbors. We'll be back in just a minute with tonight's program, which is titled, The Couple Next Door. Uh, well, um, I'm your neighbor. Next door, Pauline Stover. I just wanted to stop in and uh, welcome you to the neighborhood. Well, how nice of you. Won't you come in? Well, I know you must be, and I'm, I mean, moving is such a mess. I know when Ed and I moved, as my husband, it was weeks before we got everything. <gasps> Why, your living room. It's so neat and... Thank you. Why, you're amazing, really. Thank you. You're so kind, Mrs. Stover. Oh, let me introduce myself. 
I'm Mary Jones. Well, it's really a pleasure to know you, Mrs. Jones. Well, just call me Mary. Well, thank you, Mary. And uh, I'm Pauline. Pauline. Oh, and let me introduce you to my husband. John. Coming, honey. Well, good morning. John, this is our neighbor, Mrs. Pauline Stover. Mrs. Stover, my husband, John. It's a pleasure, Mrs. Stover. Well, how do you do, um, Mr. Jones? Uh, just call me John. Well, all right. My, you two certainly must have been as busy as little beavers all night. We didn't have any idea you were moving in. I didn't see a moving van or hear a single thing. I'm glad we didn't disturb you. And we're so glad to have someone in the Lorimer house at last. Oh, the Lorimers used to live here. Well, you'd know that, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Of course you would. You bought the house from them. Won't you sit down? Well, thank you. I can't stay. I have a mountain of ironing to do today. Oh, so do I. Well, I think you'll enjoy the neighborhood. It's quiet and friendly and, uh... Oh, do you have children? No, no, we don't have any. Do you have children? Oh, yes, but they're grown now. In fact, I'm a grandma. I imagine that. <laughs> My, you have such lovely furniture and rugs and, well, everything. That's certainly nice of you, Mrs. Stover. Were you, uh, transferred into this area? Why, that's right. Oh, well, as I say, I'm sure you'll love this neighborhood. And if there's anything you need, if you'd like a ride anywhere to the stores, just feel free to ask. Oh, I'd better give you our phone number just in case. We don't have a telephone. Oh? Well, of course, it does take a few days to get everything hooked up, I know. Well, just come right on over and knock on the door. You're always welcome. Well, thank you so much, Pauline. Well, I'd better go. My, your house is so tidy. I just don't know how you did it. Uh, did you have far to come? Far to come? You mean, did we come from far away? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Not too far. Oh, well, if you need anything now, you just come on over. We will. Goodbye. 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 Edna, Pauline, did you know the Larimers sold their house at last? They did. A young couple named Jones. John and Mary Jones. Well, that's what they said their names are. I suppose there have to be people named John and Mary Jones. But anyway, the oddest thing. They moved in last night, furniture and all, and we didn't hear a thing. Now, our bedroom is on their side of the house. And I know we'd have heard a moving van or something. Well, I don't know. But when I went over there this morning to just... Welcome them, you know. The place was absolutely neat as a pin. After just moving in? I mean, how did they do it? Magic? I don't know what he does. He didn't say. But anyway, I defrosted an apple pie and took it over to them about noon. That ought to break the ice, right? Just a minute, Edna. Ed, is that you? Catch me. Well, Ed is home, and I've got to finish dinner. I just thought you'd like to know about the Lorimers selling their house. Come on over when you can. Uh-huh, right, dear. Bye-bye. Now, who was that? Edna Dorset. I was telling her about our new neighbors. Oh, did you go over there and meet them? Yes, a darling couple, about 30, named Jones. Jones? Yes, Mary and John Jones. They tell you how they happened to slip in without us knowing about no, it? No, I mentioned it, but... Well, um, they didn't want to waste any time having their house warming. What do you mean? Are they having a party already? Hmm. All the shades are drawn. Well, I saw five or six people walking up to the front door when I was about a block from home. And they're inside now? Yeah. 
there's no light on over there. It's dark. That's funny. Let's see. <laughs> You've got the blinds drawn. I hope they don't hoop it up until all hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. You never see anybody walking these days. But all their friends were on foot. <laughs> Guess they must have taken the bus. I don't hear a sound from over there. Maybe they're meditating or something. <laughs> I hardly think they're having a party. She didn't leave the house all day, and neither did he. Maybe you missed him. No, I didn't. Ed? Yeah? I have a tiny little feeling about that couple. <laughs> You're always having feelings. There's something strange about this whole deal. It's not strange. The house was immaculate. Not a thing was out of place. That's so strange? The morning after they move in? And another thing. It was just past nine o'clock when I was there. And you know you can always smell what's been cooked for an hour or two after a meal. Well, there wasn't a single smell in that house. Except it did smell musty. Well, for cat's sakes, Pauline. The place has been standing cold and empty for going on six months. What? What did you say? I said the place has been standing cold and empty now for six months. That's it. That's what I've been trying to remember. That couple was walking around without a coat or a sweater, and the house was cold, as cold as a tomb. Is Pauline looking too hard for a mystery where no mystery really exists? Or is there something vaguely wrong, something faintly frightening about the couple next door? We'll return in one minute. Three days have gone by now since the morning that Pauline and Ed Stover first discovered that the house next door was no longer vacant. Try as she would, Pauline has been unable to ferret out anything more about John and Mary Jones, anything that would explain the growing list of unusual happenings that began with the sudden occupancy of the empty house. All right, it's Saturday. I got a whole day to solve your mystery for it's you. It's not my mystery. Whatever's going on is going to affect you as much as it will me. Now, we have to get to the bottom of this. All right. Now, let's make a list. A list? A list of what? Well, things you think are cockeyed about the Joneses. What good will that do? Well, maybe help us spot the answer. Now, come on. We'll start with Wednesday morning. And we discover they moved in, and we didn't hear them do it. And what's next? Well, the way they got all their furniture arranged and everything in order so quickly... Furniture in water. Okay. And they didn't have any heat on. Yeah, no. Oh, heat. and there weren't any books or magazines around. The place was almost sterile. Now, that can't go in the list. Yes, it can. Everyone keeps books and magazines around. Not if they haven't unpacked them yet. Oh, well, maybe not. I'll tell you one thing I'm adding to the list. Those five or six palookas that came to their house. And we never heard a squeak out of them all night. As far as I know, they're still in there. I never saw anyone leave. That's another thing. Nobody has gone to the store. They evidently don't even have a car. And what does he do for a living? He never leaves. And then there's the matter of those window shades. And no lights on at night? Oh, Edward, what can we do? <laughs> I don't know. They aren't committing any crime by keeping the house the way they do. Hey, that gives me an idea. Where are you going? You know how those reporters went through Kissinger's garbage one night to see what they could tell about his lifestyle? 
Well, they've been living there for three days. Must have thrown out something. I'm going to snoop around the trash can and see what I can find out. Well, you're back. What took you so long? Well, I availed myself of the opportunity to do a little extra snooping, and I'm glad it did. I think I'm glad. What? What? Tell me. Contents of the trash can. <laughs> One slightly rancid apple pie, uneaten. Apple pie? That's right, yours, the one you gave him. Had your little four-coal design in the crust. You mean they never even touched it, just threw it out? That's what they did. Well, of all the... What else was in the trash? Nothing. Not a single thing. After living there three days? So I decided to do a little more prowling. I was right. They don't keep a car in the garage. And then I got a brilliant idea. Decided to check out their meters. Water and gas and electric meters. So I did. I watched them for a good five minutes. Well, so? In a move. Pauline, there's no water or power or heat in that house. Something very definitely wrong over there. Call the police. I thought of that. What am I going to tell them? They're not creating a disturbance. They're not breaking the law. Edward, what if they're dead? Huh? What if they're lying in their dead? What if those six people you saw going into the house were... were killers? Gee, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Call the police. Now, wait a minute. Don't you think we ought to just... make one try before we do that? One try? What are you talking about? Well, let me try and raise someone. Oh, no. Now, look, there must be some logical explanation for all this. How'd it be if I sick the police on them? It turns out that they're... Well, suppose they're too poor to connect the lights and gas and water. Do you ever think of that? What about my pie? My perfectly good pie. If they were so poor, why didn't they eat that? Well, maybe they don't happen to like apple pie. Now, I'm going over there and knock on their door and just tell them, frankly, we're concerned about them. Oh, I don't want you to. Now, that's a navely thing to do. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. You must be Mrs. Jones? And you must be Mr. Stover from next door. (laughs) And Mrs. Stover, Pauline, come in. Well, do sit down. You, uh, keep it quite dark in here, don't you? Yes. You see, light hurts our eyes. Both John and I are allergic to light. Oh, (laughs) well, of course. Light hurts their eyes, Ed. Yeah, well, that's a shame. Sorry to hear that. I can certainly understand that. Can't you, Ed? Oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. Uh, well, how are you folks enjoying the neighborhood by now? Oh, we love it. But you haven't gotten out of the house yet, have you, dear? Oh, my, yes. We go out every night. Mary, who are you talking to? Oh, it's Mrs. Stover. Oh, hello. John, this is Mr. Stover. Mr. Stover, my husband, John. Well, pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Jones. My pleasure. (laughs) Say, uh, I hope you don't think we're a couple of old busybodies, but, well, I notice your furnace isn't going. We uh, like the cold. Well, you know when the Lorimers lived here, they had a little trouble with the furnace from time to time. And I used to help Lorimer fix it. Know all about this furnace, as a matter of fact. Oh, you do? Ed is marvelous with his hands. He repairs instruments for the state, you know. (laughs) I'd be glad to give the furnace a once-over. That's very kind of you. To be perfectly frank with you, Ed and I have 
Well, we've been kind of worried about you. Well, you needn't worry about us. We're very happy. Well, I mean... Oh, for example, we saw those six people come into your house the other evening and <laughs> never saw them leave. And when I noticed today that you weren't drawing any gas or electricity... Or water. Uh, well, we thought, well, maybe the six guys have been up to something. <laughs> it's probably foolish of us. Oh, no. No, not foolish at all. Was it, John? No. Very observant. Well, uh, we didn't mean to pry, but, well, um, Ed did notice the pie. The pie? Yes, the apple pie I brought over. Was there something wrong with it? Uh, no, no, Pauline. I'm sure it was a very nice pie, but uh, John and I don't eat pie. Well, just what is it you do like to eat? Our diet is very limited. Yes, very. Say, since we're speaking frankly and all, I wonder if you folks will just do me one big favor. Now, it's none of our business, but there's just two things that I don't understand. Oh, what are they, Mr. Stover? All right. Well, first, now tell me honestly, how'd you move all this furniture and everything in here last Wednesday without us here in a moving van? Because we didn't use a moving van. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, I guess that's a, a fair answer. And your other question, Mr. Stover? Well, this is kind of personal, but I'm stumped. How the devil do you get along without water? And how did you know we're not using gas or electricity or water? Well... Happened to be over in your backyard just now, and I happened to notice the meters weren't running. Oh, I see. You are very observant, Mr. Stover. Well, Ed, why don't we just run along? I, I'm sure the Joneses have a lot of things to uh, do. Before you go, folks, we'd like to show you the basement. Do you really think they'd be interested, John? Yes, Mary. Well, uh, some other time, maybe. Oh, come along, Pauline. I'll take your arm. I'm accustomed to the dark. Oh, your hand is like ice. Mr. Stover, you did say you knew all about the furnace. Come along downstairs and see it. Well, I don't want to if you don't want me Here, to. Here, just, just follow me down the stairs. Why don't you let me stay upstairs? Your place is with your husband, Pauline. I'm sure you'll understand everything a lot better very shortly, Mr. and Mrs. Stover. Say, this basement isn't like the way it was when the Lorimers lived here. no. Some changes have been made. Where's that cold wind coming from? We'll show you, Pauline. You wanted to know how we got up here into your world? And now we'll show you. Into our world? What do you mean? There are just a few places where the underworld joins the surface. This house is one of them. The underworld? You'll soon see. Why? Why did you come into our neighborhood? How can I put it? We needed to pass unnoticed. Why? What are you doing here? You're demons! Demons from hell! Certainly. Why? Why the house? The contact with us? Mr. Stover, on the surface, men hunt birds from a blind. This is our blind. What do you need with us? With Ed and me? Why do mortals hunt? What? Even demons have to live. How far down are we going? All the way, Mrs. Stoker. All the way. Well, let that be a lesson to the Stovers. And anyone else who gets too inquisitive about their new neighbors. 
And if you're still wondering about who those six mysterious men were who visited the Joneses, could they have been pallbearers waiting for their next assignment? While you ponder that one, let us pause for a more cheerful word, after which I'll give you a preview of next week's program and the names of tonight's players. The Couple Next Door featured Leah Slewis as Pauline, Arthur Kahn as Ed, Pat French as Mary, and Loy Norix as John. Engineering by Carney Barton, produced at Audio Recording Incorporated. Now this is your writer and producer, Jim French, inviting you to be with us for our next crisis program. Until then, thank you, and good night. <laughs>